Let's Talk PR and More. Public relations, media, publicity, integrated communications, marketing, digital, reputation management, and more. Let's Talk PR and More with award-winning PR strategist, Sherry Goldman. I'm Sherry Goldman, president of Goldman Communications Group, and this is Let's Talk PR and More. My guest today is Patrice Tanaka. Patrice co-founded three award-winning PR agencies and is now the founder of the consultancy Joyful Planet, which focuses on building purpose-driven individuals and organizations to help them find greater success, fulfillment, and joy in their personal lives, their workplaces, and their communities. She is the co-author of several best-selling books, including Beat the Curve, Performance 360, and Becoming Ginger Rogers, How Ballroom Dancing Made Me a Happier Woman, Better Partner, and Smarter CEO. Patrice is a PR all-star. She's been inducted into PR Week's Hall of Fame, a recipient of PRSA's Paul Lund Award for Public Service, New York Women in Communications Matrix Award, the Legacy Award from the Planck Center, and the Asian Women in Business Entrepreneurial Leadership Award. And she's a member of the Advisory Council of the Diversity Action Alliance. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I will say Patrice is one of the nicest people I know and one of the most well-respected people in the PR industry, and many guests on the show have praised her and spoken about her. So I'm glad that she's finally with us here today instead of us just talking about her. So welcome, Patrice. It's good to have you. Aloha, and Um, thank you for having me. Let's get started. I can think of no one better to kick off the new year in programming since you're all about joy, and I I think we should start 2024 off joyfully, and hopefully it'll be a joyful year. Um, I know when you and I first met, you were heading one of your PR agencies then. I think it was PT and Company, but I'm not sure. And I, I know... Think so. You think so? Mm-hmm. And all of your agencies were so well-respected, and you did so much for social conscious programming. You pioneered cause marketing, I remember, for everything from the Girl Scouts to breast cancer. And then you kind of pivoted to Joy and Joyful Planet. So kind of tell us how this all came about. Yeah. Well, you know, it's life is a journey, right? After a 35-plus year career in PR and marketing, I left uh, that field in, I guess, August 2015. And I wanted to start a new consultancy. I had a non-compete, so I couldn't start another PR agency, nor was I interested in doing that. Uh, So in looking back over my life and career, I realized the two most important things I ever did to unleash greater success and fulfillment and joy in my own life Um, And in others was to, one, discover and articulate a business purpose for my first agency, PT and Company. Um, And that business purpose was to create great work, a great workplace, and great communities that work. And by that, we meant healthy, sustainable communities within and beyond our workplace. And By being focused and driven by that business purpose, we actually achieved um, everything we set out to do. Within eight years, we were named the number one most creative PR agency uh, in the entire industry in the U.S. And at the same time, the number two best place to work 
among all PR agencies in the U.S. And we won a lot of awards for uh, programs, as you mentioned, dealing with cause-related marketing, social issues marketing campaign. So that was just the result of articulating and then actively living our business purpose. Uh, And many years later, I was forced by an executive coach to actually think about my own individual life purpose. And I went kicking and screaming into doing this because I just wanted her to fix me. I didn't want to have to think about that. Right? I would feel the same way you did. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just do it to me. But that's not the way she works. So um, over the next two weeks, I just kind of brainstormed with myself about what my life purpose, you know, was. And I came back to her two weeks later and said, okay, I really, you know, brainstorm a lot about this. And this is where I've landed. This purpose, uh, the reason I came to see the coach was I was so depressed, I could barely get out of bed. Now, this was five months after 9-11. So there were many of us who were still reeling from the shock and horror of that day. And then compounding that, I was just burnt out from building my first agency, PT and Company, with the 12 colleagues I led in the management buyback from Shiat Day. So I said to her, if my purpose in life is simply to choose joy in my life every day, to be mindful of that joy and to share joy with others. So if I can do These three things every single day, choose joy, be mindful of joy, share joy with others. I think I could be pretty good and actually good to go if I were ever caught in the situation like the those people in the World Trade Center were on 9-11. You know, they went to work and they didn't come home that day. Their lives were cut short. And I didn't want, you know, my life to be cut short. I wanted to be good to go when I died, whenever that was. So I felt that if I lived this life purpose every day until the day I die, you know, would be a good day. It would be a joy-filled day and I would be good to go. So anyway, that was what I shared with her. And as soon as I shared that with her, she started asking me about what brought me joy. And, you know, I said, well, nothing right now. That's why I'm here, you know, in your office. She said, okay, just tell me something that has brought you joy in the past. I said, actually, before I could even think about what that was, I just blurted out, well, I I love to dance. And that got us, you know, talking about and remembering that when I was eight years old, my childhood dream was to dance like Ginger Rogers, because I grew up on all those old movie musicals featuring Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire. And she says, so have you ever taken ballroom dancing? I said, no. She said, have you taken any kind of dancing? I said, no. So that became my homework assignment (laughs) to book myself a dance lesson before the next coaching session in two weeks. And, you know, of course, half an hour before my next coaching session, I'm finally on the phone, you know, trying to book myself a lesson so I could have done my homework. I'm glad to hear you're a procrastinator like me. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's like life is like triage, right? You're dealing with all this incoming and you don't have time to think about yourself until the very last minute when you have to, you know, fulfill an obligation, a commitment. So anyway, that's how I got started on actively living my purpose. And I've been doing that now for 21 years. And I have to say, I have been able to unleash 
great joy in my own life and in uh, that of others um, simply because I had clarity about my life purpose and I actively lived it every single day. That's why I decided when I was trying to think of a consultancy to start that maybe I should start a consultancy focused on purpose, life purpose and organizational purpose. And that's how I came to start Joyful Planet in January of 2016. And and Joyful Planet is not just the name of my consultancy. It's also my vision uh, for the planet of 8 billion people actively living their purpose and leveraging their talent, their expertise, and their passion in service of other people and our planet. And if we are doing that together, we can create a more joyful planet. So that's why, that's why joy is so integral to joyful planet and, and the work that I do. So long-winded I, answer, <laughs> but that's how I got to uh, joyful No, it's, it's your story. And, and you are certainly, every time I see you, you are all about joy. You are always so happy. You always, to me, seem so fulfilled and comfortable. And, and that's fabulous. Well, the thing about knowing your purpose, having clarity about your purpose, is that it can focus and drive you to do what you say is most important. And for most important for me is choosing joy and sharing it with others. I, so I, it, it kind of keeps me on the straight and narrow path of <laughs> not reaching for unjoy because a lot of people reach for unjoy and wonder why their life isn't more joy-filled. So it keeps me on the straight and narrow, knowing what my purpose is. So how does somebody, you talk about purpose-driven, and companies Mm -hmm. are purpose-driven, organizations, people are purpose-driven. Right. What is purpose-driven, and does it need to come from the individual? The company has a different purpose? Yeah, well, individuals. You know, um, individuals are, you know, there's a lot of talk about being purpose-driven. And a lot of times companies and people interpret it as, oh, I've got to devote my life to a cause or an issue. Okay, it's, it's really not that specific. Having a life purpose is really about leveraging your talent, your expertise, and your passion in service of other people and our planet. So the what you choose to to focus on could be anything, right? But it's just about leveraging all that you are and all that you can bring to the party to help others, to be in service of other people and our planet. And we all I think most people understand that it's very fulfilling to help others, right? And that's what keeps your life fulfilled and joyful. Now, for businesses, for organizations, whether they're for-profit or not-for-profit, being purpose-driven is all about creating value for all of your stakeholders, beginning with your employees and contributing to the greater good. So companies sometimes will focus 
their purpose-driven work in a specific area, like Unilever is a, a great example, and they've been much talked about. They have a very memorable and succinct like business purpose, which is to make sustainable living commonplace. Make sustainable living commonplace. It's only four words. They're all of their many tens of thousands of employees globally can probably remember what Unilever's business purpose is, right? And if you know what the purpose of the organization is, it's going to inform the way that you work at their company. You can imagine that if you are in R&D at Unilever, knowing that your company's business purpose is to make sustainable living commonplace. That is what is focusing your work, your your invention and innovation, if you're in R&D at Unilever, right? Mm-hmm. There doesn't need to be binders of um, uh, guidelines to tell people what they should be working on or focused on and dedicating their energy to, it states it clearly for everyone, including and beginning with their most important stakeholder group, their employees. So I think that if organizations can succinctly state their business purpose, it will help enlist the support of all and understanding of all of their stakeholders to help drive the business of the organization, okay? I think an organization is is leaving a lot on the table if they haven't gone through the exercise of discovering and articulating and communicating to all of their stakeholder groups what their business purpose is and what they are committed to doing as an organization. As I so hear it, that, is your business purpose broader than their mission statement? Because, you know, every company yes, says they have I, a mission statement and, you know, yeah. we can well, rattle them the off. Thing. Every every organization writes their mission or has written their mission statement in different ways. And a lot of times that mission statement uh, becomes mired down in the how-to and how we're going to accomplish whatever our vision is. So a business purpose, I think, is one step above a mission statement. Okay. That doesn't get into the specifics of it other than, you know, like Unilever's um, purpose, make sustainable living commonplace. Now, in their mission, and I don't know what their mission is, they can go into greater detail about exactly how they're going to deliver on their purpose in order to achieve their idealized vision of the future. Their pro- their so, mission statement includes things like consumer products and right, helping right. solve problems for consumers and you know those yeah. kinds of words. And unfortunately, when you get a mission statement that's that um, kind of uh, crammed and loaded with a lot of uh, these kinds of details, people miss the bigger point of your mission. <laughs> so it helps to have a purpose above that to uh, give give um, to communicate. Okay, what what it is that top level you're committed to doing, and then you can g- drill down and get into the specifics 
of your mission, and then you can talk about your values and and so on. So I see it as vision, purpose, mission, and values. For a company that's been in business so long or an organization, they have a mission statement, but they don't have a Mm -hmm. business purpose because they probably never thought about it. Um, Can you work upwards to get that? Does it have to come from the CEO? Does it come from the board? Does it come from a very visionary person in communication who says, we need to communicate what we stand for and who we are? Because it should be inspiring to both your internal and external audiences, right? And usually a mission statement that has too many how-to details is not going to be inspiring. Um, so that's actually the work that I do. And you, I work with smaller to mid-sized companies um, and organizations really to help them craft a complete statement of vision, purpose, mission, and values. Because I can't just go in and help them articulate their business purpose without trying to make coherent what they've already been communicating. So it might require uh, tweaks or major um, edits to other pieces of the vision, purpose, mission, and value statement. But, you know, but if you communicate all those four pieces on your website, and each piece should be succinct, again, the I don't think you need to go into a lot of detail because once you start going into too much detail, you lose (laughs) the audience that you're trying to communicate this to. So I always believe that brevity is key because people's attention spans are decreasing daily. Oh, scary. (laughs) Scary. Yeah, exactly. exactly. If it's it's brief – is it open to interpretation by the reader, the audience then, well, as versus being specific? To, anything is open to interpretation. But, for example, Unilever's is probably the briefest business purpose statement I can think of. Make sustainable living commonplace. I'm sure people could interpret it any which way, but it's kind of pretty clear what it is they're interested in doing. Um, Everybody is going to interpret it differently because we're all different and, you know, we see things through our own individual lens of life experience and knowledge, right? Right. I know some of the other things I saw you pulled out was Harley Davidson's business purpose was fulfill dreams for personal freedom. When I read that, I go, oh, that makes sense. I mean, they make motorcycles. But when I look at that, I'm like, that made sense to me. Yeah. And isn't that more um, inspiring than getting into the nuts and bolts (laughs) of the bikes they build and who they build it for? Exactly. Which should have no interest to me. But when I look at it, I can see now why people would want a bike. That's their dream. They feel freedom. They're in the open road. Their hair is blowing. Yep, I can exactly. kind of – I got a sense of who they were that I didn't have having known about them for God knows how many years. Yeah, and that's why I love their business purpose, fulfilled dreams of personal freedom. Because who doesn't want that, right? Right. <laughs> They're very smart. That's at at the essence, what it is that they they uh, allow people to do, right? And that's what your business purpose uh, should communicate because it speaks to people, you know, internally and externally. Because your employees, their employees also have their own dreams of personal freedom, right? 
as well as their, you know, their um, uh, their investors and their suppliers. Everybody, you know, has dreams of personal freedom. Yeah, and the question is, how do you articulate that? Does does business purpose change over time as a company grows or changes or an organization? You know, I think it's a life purpose or a business purpose. Um, people ask me that question about life purpose. Sure. Is it going to be the same or is it going to be different? I said it could be the same. Uh, for example, my life purpose has not changed in 21 years because even though I work every day helping other people articulate an accurate, inspiring, and galvanizing individual life purpose. And I think, oh, maybe my life purpose should be more like that. I go back to, well, what it is, what is it that I need to remain focused and driven to do? So I have stayed with my own life purpose of 21 years. But I tell people it could change if you go through um, a major uh, life change that really does alter everything in your life, uh, your own goals and dreams and everything. So your life purpose might change. I think for an organization, the same thing. I mean, if they get acquired three times over and the, uh, the parent company, you know, is trying to, it has their own purpose, then that this, this company as a subsidiary now has to kind of retool, I think, a bit, though maybe not because the acquirer probably acquired them because they fit into what their overall vision and business purpose was. So it may or may not change. Okay, that's interesting. I, chances are they bought them for the revenue stream, but we hope not. We hope they bought them for more because they're more compatible than that. Yeah, because you would want to do one plus one equals three, not <laughs> one plus one equals two. I mean, if you're exactly. smart. If you're smart and want to be successful. I'm with you. Yeah. Are exactly. companies doing a good job of communicating this? And should employees or potential employees, when you're looking for a job, know, pick something, check out and see what a company's business purpose is so it matches your life purpose? Because you want, you're yeah. going to be a good employee and feel good about the job you're working in. Only if you feel it fulfills you, I would think. I know that's me yeah. personally. Well, more and more organizations, especially corporate organizations, are communicating their business purpose because in August 2019, not that long ago, 181 CEOs of the Business Roundtable got together to redefine the statement of purpose of a corporation huh. because in the past, uh, the statement of purpose of a corporation was just to, you know, increase returns for shareholders, period. <laughs> and shareholders are just one of the, you know, many stakeholders of a corporation, right? right? So what this new statement, definition of the statement of purpose of a corporation, it really is about creating values for all stakeholders, every stakeholder group, not just shareholders. And... Um, contributing to the greater good, to create an economy that works for all Americans, right? Mm -hmm. And so more and more companies since that uh, August 2019 have been communicating their business purpose. And a lot of young people, a lot of not even just young people, people are always checking out a potential employer to see what they say is most important to them. 
And I think if an employer communicated their business purpose, it would signal a lot to um, prospective hires about what they're committed to doing. And I think that that is a really good reason to to communicate, to think about and communicate your business purpose. Because I'm sure there are a lot of young people, older people who gravitate to a company like Unilever because they want to be part of making sustainable living commonplace. If you're concerned about the environment, which many people are, you want to work for a company who is committed to doing things to protect the earth and protect our civilization as we know it, right? Yeah. I know my students are much, because I teach in college, as you know, are much more interested in what a company stands for now than God knows that we were when we were looking for jobs before. I mean, this really is, is this where I want to be? Do I want to be in that culture? Do I trust their values? Um, They really look into that a lot more when they're making decisions. And you know what I think the next level up of not just being a purpose-driven organization is a purpose-driven organization driven by purpose-driven employees, okay? Because a lot of times companies articulate a business purpose and they just expect all of their employees to get behind it, okay? Yep, like sheep. (laughs) Yeah. I think the better play is you, the organization, know and are grounded in your business purpose. Now, it makes sense to then work with your employees to help them understand what their individual life purpose is. And when they know it, invite them to align with the business purpose of your organization to create greater engagement to help drive the business forward. I think that that is a much better way to create greater engagement and enlist the support of all of your employees to help drive the business forward. And the only CEO in corporate America who is talking about this today, eventually more and more companies will do this, but the only one who is actually talking about this is Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft. Microsoft has a business purpose, which is, what is it? To empower every individual and organization to achieve more, something like that. So it makes sense if that is their business purpose, that they would want to, you know, enlist their employees in this. And so Nadella has said that he wants every Microsoft employee to be able to live their life purpose through the vehicle of Microsoft um, so that to the point where they can actually say, I don't work for Microsoft. Microsoft works for me. And if you think about that, that is a much smarter um, kind of uh, engagement that your employees have with you, where they believe that you, the company, are helping them to actively live their life purpose. It would make hiring from Microsoft much harder (laughs) by any other company who doesn't care about you know, they're an employee's life purpose. So I think, and how else do you unleash and unlock greater um, uh, energy and power 
right? I mean, if you're a company like Microsoft with its hundreds of thousands of employees, where are you going? You're already hiring the best and the brightest, and they're working hard. Um, How are you going to unleash even more power, more energy, more enthusiasm? I think the way to do it is by engaging people, engaging employees through their individual life purpose and engaging them in helping drive the business purpose of your organization. So it's not surprising to me that Microsoft was the first U.S. company to achieve a trillion-dollar valuation because of thinking like that, right? So it is going to be a matter of time uh, when other companies start understanding that you really do need to kind of help your employees to engage with and help drive your business purpose forward. And you must do something. Uh, When I started my consultancy in 2016, this is before that business uh, roundtable redefinition of the statement of purpose of an of a corporation, people, HR people, people in, you know who might hire me to work with their employees were telling me, well, I don't know if I want to do that because what if you help our employees and they discover that their life purpose is not to work at our company and they leave? <laughs> and I say, you know, that's not a bad thing for people to have clarity about um, themselves and what um, matters most for them to do because if you can help them, you know, sort that through, those who should leave will probably leave. And those who understand that, oh, they can actually live their purpose through the vehicle of your company, that is going to be a much more engaged employee. So there's really no downside unless your goal is to hang on to every single employee who comes to work for you, which is not a good idea. No. Uh, you know what? I'm, I love talking to you. I've learned so much. You've inspired me. Unfortunately, we're out of time, though, Patrice, but oh, I think that's gosh, a good place already? to end. It went fast, I know, right? Thank you so much for re- you know talking to me today and telling me oh, that a joyful planet sounds amazing. I've learned so much Thank more about you. it. And I wish everybody could start the new year by discovering and actively living their purpose. It's a much better bet than making a New Year's resolution. Take that time and discover so you can actively live your purpose. Because if you don't know what your purpose is, you can't live it at work or outside of it anywhere else in your life. A great place. Thanks, Patrice. That's Let's Talk PR and more for today. You can find more information about the show and about me at Goldman Communications Group website, www.goldmanpr.net. And if you want to hear this show again, you can listen to the podcast, which is posted on Goldman Communications Group's website, as well as on your favorite podcast sites, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. Thank you again for listening. I look forward to talking PR and more with you all again next week.